Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When Kelly found out she was pregnant, she realized the same thing that many others do. She couldn't afford an ultrasound or medical care and didn't know what her options were. So like thousands of others before her, she went to Google, typed in affordable ultrasounds and was delighted when she found a result that wasn't just affordable, but it was free. Looking over the reviews, everything seemed perfect. The clinic was supposedly full of helpful people that were so nice, so she went. And at first, everything did seem normal. They were just as friendly and nice as described in those reviews. But the longer she stayed, she came to a realization. These people weren't actually there to help her. You see, Kelly had stumbled into a crisis pregnancy center. They had appeared and presented themselves as a medical facility, but that's not what it was. Kelly was given a family dollar pregnancy test and questioned repeatedly about what she wanted to do in response to her pregnancy. The workers asked, do you wanna go through with this pregnancy? To which she replied, I don't want this pregnancy. I can't have this pregnancy. I've been with my partner for only a year and we're not ready financially. It's just out of the question. I honestly don't see myself ready to be a mother. Kelly was looking to gain information about abortion care. Unfortunately, that's not exactly what she got. Instead, she got a plethora of misinformation. She was handed a pamphlet that pushed the lie that abortion could kill you. She was told she needed a blood transfusion and that abortion was the most dangerous option. Over and over again, the women working for the clinic asked Kelly if she knew what she wanted and they tried to tell her she should bring in her boyfriend and maybe he could change her mind. They did literally everything except give her accurate or helpful information. It would be great to say that Kelly's experience is rare, but unfortunately it's not. It's the same experience thousands of people have faced when unknowingly walking into a crisis pregnancy center and it's only getting worse. Not only are they spreading misinformation, but in the wake of Roe v. Wade being overturned, they might just be the new eyes and ears of those trying to criminalize people seeking abortions. There are more crisis pregnancy centers nationwide than abortion clinics. At least 13 states have They say they provide free services and abortion information for pregnant women. What they don't say is that they're often affiliated with groups. They told me that if I have an abortion, I'll get breast cancer, and I may never be able to have children again because abortion causes infertility. It's a highly charged issue. Hello and welcome to The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati and today we're going to be talking about crisis pregnancy centers. Though they've actually been around since the late 1960s, crisis pregnancy centers have grown substantially in the United States. At first glance, they seem relatively harmless. A place that offers medical guidance and some simple resources for free. That sounds great, right? That's just what we need. But Unfortunately, that's not what they actually are. And over the decades, they have used sneaky advertising strategies to bring people in their doors. People like Kelly will go to Google to find affordable and convenient options for pregnancy resources. And soon they'll find advertisements for the closest center. 
And again, at first glance, no one would be able to tell that these centers have been designed to adamantly fight against abortion or that they've been funded by states in this effort. While scrolling through their websites, you can find phrases like women's choice, and that's always comforting to see. They offer free pregnancy tests, free testing for STDs and ultrasounds. Some of them even show some brief information about abortion, including the different options like abortion pills and offer potential clients post-abortive counseling. Looking through it, there's really nothing that would set off a bunch of red flags. Nothing that makes you think, hey, if I'm considering abortion, this might not be a safe place to go. Instead, it's advertised as a welcoming and helpful environment. And this atmosphere is by design, and they've been using this type of false advertising strategy for decades. There are even packages and manuals designed by the first man to ever open a crisis pregnancy center, Robert Pearson, on how to deceive potential clients. A major part of these packages provided by the foundation were gruesome slideshows. The 27-minute slideshow featured, and I quote, because this is pretty gross, just heads up, pictures of bloody fetuses and waste cans, and one of a gurney carrying a woman who is apparently dead and is covered by a sheet. It ends by comparing abortion to the final solution. And you heard me right. They compared abortion to the final solution, AKA the horrific propaganda strategy used by Nazi Germany. Then of course, there's the handbook. It gives simple solutions on how to avoid any questions from people calling with questions about what the center actually does. Did someone ask if the center was pro-life? Well, just respond by saying something like this. We are a pregnancy testing center. What is pro-life? What if someone asks about the pregnancy tests offered, which by the way, are just everyday store-bought pregnancy tests? Well, just respond by selling it as a refined form of the old rabbit test. At no time do you need to tell them what you're doing. And fun fact, a rabbit test was when the urine of a possible pregnant person was sent to a lab and then injected into a rabbit multiple times. The rabbit was then killed and then given an autopsy. And if the rabbit had enlarged ovaries, the person was considered pregnant. Now, how did they exactly update this? I'm not sure. I'm thankful that's not how we do things anymore because that sounds insane. But anyway, imagine calling a center and asking a simple question. I want an abortion, will you help me? The seemingly cheerful and kind stranger on the other line responds by saying, we have many ways to help a woman and we'll gladly help you. Have you had a test? We'd be glad to do one for you. While that answer is technically not a yes or no, it's not enough to dissuade you from going. The person was nice. They didn't outright say no to you. And there's nothing on their website that says they won't provide you with this one specific form of healthcare. The list goes on and on about how to trick people into coming into these centers while hiding their true motivations. Do they feel bad about fooling people desperately searching for answers? The answer to that is no, by the way, they don't. In a recent clip used on Last Week Tonight where John Oliver talks about CPCs and anti-abortion activist Abby Johnson is quoted as saying this, "'We want to appear neutral on the outside. The The best best call, call, the best best client client you you ever get get is one that thinks they're walking into an abortion clinic. Okay, those are the best clients that could ever walk in your door or call your center. The ones that think you provide abortions. They use inclusive and reassuring information to bring people in. And one of the worst parts is they often can do it for free. And that's right, because in recent years, it's been discovered that Google has given hundreds of thousands of dollars in free advertising to CPCs so that, you know, they can lie about what they do. This is particularly concerning because Google claims to prohibit misrepresentation in ads, but yet this is a thing that they do. So I don't know about that. But the question here is what happens next? 
Because someone's seen the ads, they feel confident that they'll be helped and they make a call for an appointment. Are they given the free resources they were offered? Are they guided through their wide range of options with a loving and supportive staff? And are they given any medical assistance? Well, in short, no. Now you've made your appointment. You could be there for a number of reasons. Maybe you want to discuss your options. Maybe you just wanna double check the accuracy of your home pregnancy test. Maybe you're in need of resources to take care of your children. Well, what happens next? Truthfully, it depends. So let's start with the resources. Many crisis pregnancy centers offer free items that are sometimes desperately needed for parents to take care of their children. It can be anything from diapers, formula, clothing, or whatever. At first, this seems like the center has answered the parent's call for help. But unbeknownst to them, these resources don't actually come free because there's a catch. And I know, of course there is. Instead of just walking into the center, asking for items and being handed them, people are first often required to endure classes and seminars to earn the center dollars. And I'm not kidding, that's what these things are actually called. Now, the requirements can change from center to center. One woman told Kim Kippert, a researcher, that she went to a parenting class. And another said, when you go, you watch like two movies and you earn five center dollars. And then they give you a list of things that they have that you can shop for. Most, if not all of the training was religiously inflected. Some even require that people take Bible classes in order to get their hands on the material resources they need. While this isn't a problem for everyone, to some, it is. One woman described feeling angry after she was shown a video with an explicitly anti-abortion message. Now, she wasn't considering an abortion, so why was she being shown this? For others, being forced to attend classes was costly. One woman, Caitlin, said she'd been scheduled for an appointment so she could gain the resources she needed for a healthy pregnancy. Unfortunately, despite telling the workers that she was unavailable for an appointment due to work, they convinced her that it was important for the health of her pregnancy. And as a result, she went, missing her shift at her job for the allegedly incredibly vital appointment. So what happened to her? Well, she was fired and later lost her apartment because she was unable to pay rent. See, this is the issue with some of these requirements for resources. When you require people to make a decision between the resources they desperately need and their job or other responsibilities, that's not really helping. That's inherently hurtful because this is what could happen. Now, even when people were able to gain enough of these center dollars to get the resources they needed, they sometimes found that what they needed wasn't available. Need diapers? No, you're getting clothes. Need clothes? No, you're getting a water bottle. So the resources aren't free, and as it turns out, they aren't entirely what the clients need all of the time anyway. So remember our good old friend, Abby Johnson from earlier? Well, she also said this golden quote when discussing these resources at pregnancy centers. If I were to open a pregnancy center, I would not have pregnancy items past six months. Are we running a charity? Are we running a place where we want women to become self-sufficient? Self-sufficient, right? Have maternity clothes, have those things available for the women while they're pregnant, but cut them off. So help people during the pregnancy, then cut them off once the kid that you adamantly convinced them to keep is born. Got it. That sounds very pro-life. But beyond these free resources, the crisis pregnancy centers are also widely used to spread a plethora of misinformation regarding abortion, STDs, and intimacy as a whole. With advertisements that claim to be adamant about choice, full of information on abortion and caring, it's not surprising that some people would in fact show up in hopes of abortion care. What is surprising is what happens next. 
So picture walking into an office. And again, you have an appointment. When you bring up the topic of abortion, you are immediately handed a pamphlet and bombarded with supposed information. That's information in quotes, by the way. Only problem is that that information has been designed to scare you and spread misconceptions about abortion. They ask you, did you know abortion is linked to breast cancer? Of course, when you say no, they respond by telling you that it's linked to a significantly higher risk of breast cancer. And obviously this is incredibly terrifying to hear, but it's not true. Multiple studies have found that there's absolutely no association between abortion and breast cancer. Others like Kelly are told that getting an abortion could or will kill them. They claim that medical abortions are the most dangerous option they could choose. They could lead to massive blood loss and other severe health risks. All of this is said despite the fact that medically speaking, carrying a child to term is actually far more dangerous in the United States than a medical abortion, especially for BIPOC people who are often targeted by CPCs. But beyond physical health, they advertise to their clients that getting an abortion could lead to horrific long-term mental health symptoms. And again, it's not true. While advocates from the pro-choice and anti-abortion sides have argued about post-abortion syndrome, there's actually been a wide variety of studies that show there is no long-term risk of psychological health decline. Now, there are of course exceptions to this rule as those that have abortions may be guilted for their decision later, but generally speaking, psychological health is not generally affected. So let's go through some personal experiences, shall we? All of this misinformation is used to pressure their clients out of choosing abortion. If the onslaught of misinformation isn't enough to deter patients, they instead turn to good old fashioned guilt tactics and a constant bombardment of information even after patients had left. And again, that's information in quotations. Morgan Troop, a woman who went to A Place for Women in Hawaii, recounted her story to Rewire News Group. After finding out she was pregnant, she, like countless women before her, went to Google to find a clinic. A few days after the visit, she received an unexpected email that described in depth the number of weeks, what was developing with the baby and how big the baby was. It turns out the clinic had signed her up to be an unwilling recipient of these emails from a completely different organization. So much for privacy, right? And we'll come back to that whole privacy notion in just a moment. But what about those that come in for other resources? There are some CPCs that offer things like STD testing, general ultrasounds, and even sex education. Those that come in for those services who are not married are then met with abstinence sex education. These courses are provided to give insight and incentive to price the form of prevention that is available only through refraining from risky behavior. So if a teenager or someone who is unmarried walks into a CPC to responsibly be tested for STDs, they are met with counselors who will tell them how and reasons why they should be abstinent instead. Meanwhile, a wide range of studies have shown that we should be providing comprehensive sex education, not abstinence only, to prevent STDs, unintended pregnancy, and other risks associated with sex. This includes teaching about birth control, safe sex practices, and sexual health, but they don't do that. They claim that abstinence-only education is the only way to gain, quote, respect for the gift of fertility. That sounds gross to me. For those that come in after attempting a medicated abortion, some CPCs even offer them abortion pill reversal. And (laughs) before you get too ahead of me, I know what you're thinking, that doesn't sound real. And you'd be right, it's not real. Still, some clinics administer progesterone to people who have come in after taking the first abortion pill, because there are two, FYI. 
Many claim that this would stop a medicated abortion, but multiple sources and researchers have found that no evidence shows this being true. And fun fact, this medication is actually used in birth control. It can be released by the body to maintain a pregnancy, but the CPCs want to spew their lies so that you think that you know they're trying a bit harder than what's actually accurate to save the pregnancy. In fact, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists calls the practice unethical and unproven. There are even stories of crisis pregnancy centers telling a woman that an IUD was actually, and I quote, your baby. This was told to an undercover investigator, so thankfully it did not impact the woman. But could you imagine? Like you go into a center thinking that it is full of medically trained professionals only to meet with someone with very little to no training. And that person then looks at your ultrasound and tells you that despite your use of contraceptives, you're pregnant. Only that they're wrong and we're simply misreading the ultrasound because, you know, they never actually learned how. I can't imagine how many people this has actually happened to. Well, we've talked about the people who go to crisis centers, but what about the people that actually run them? We want to help her see how things are going. So this is six weeks, seven. We're here to empower abortion vulnerable people to choose life. We will not pressure you. We will support you. Obviously, those who work in the crisis pregnancy centers don't think they're doing anything wrong. This is God's work after all. Who cares if they're misleading and lying to people that go to them for help? But they often claim that the information they share with their clients is used to make it so fewer people feel they need an abortion instead of making women feel forced into a decision. And I just, I just need to point out the stupidity of that statement because not making a choice to have an abortion is also making a decision. So you're forced into a decision one way or another. It is just the stupidest quote. I'm sorry, I digress. Now, Heather Lawless, which name is appropriate, honestly, is a woman who runs a crisis pregnancy center in Iowa. And she told the LM Tribune this, most women regret their decision to have an abortion. Most women experience depression, anxiety, and things like that that follow the abortion. And studies have shown that 50% of women that have an abortion believe they took a human life. So I was obviously curious, where did she get that information? Well, it's apparently from a documentary. The 2016 documentary Hush, which claimed to be neither pro nor anti-abortion shared that 50% figure. And that number has been very widely criticized by both the general public and even the doctors that were interviewed for spreading false information. Still, that information is used to develop the idea that most people don't actually want an abortion. Therefore, the people running these CPCs are merely helping others find their options. Lawless said that most abortions come out of horrific circumstances like abuse, trying to hide the pregnancy from the family and homelessness. So if they just offer other resources, you know, the ones that you have to take a class to receive and can't choose from, they can convince people out of having an abortion. However, while some abortions do come about because of difficult circumstances, that's not all of them. Some people just simply don't want to be pregnant. Some people can't afford another child. What about those people? Well, try and talk them out of that decision too. But again, this is considered the right thing to do by these people. So who exactly is running these centers anyway? Well, out of the 2000 plus crisis pregnancy centers in the United States, a wide variety of them are run by the same four organizations. CareNet, Heartbeat International, Birthright International, and the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. All are religious anti-abortion mega organizations. And just in case you're curious, the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates won a major lawsuit about three years ago that allowed them to continue lying to their clients. Apparently requiring clinics to, you know, 
tell their prospective clients about the fact that they don't actually do abortions was a violation of their First Amendment rights because it was an unduly burdensome disclosure requirement. So another failure in our legal system, but whatever. I guess I'll just have to use my First Amendment rights to let everybody know about that information. Just imagine walking into a doctor's office and asking if they could do a medical procedure. They don't tell you no, so you book the appointment and you show up the day of and they suddenly tell you, hey, we actually don't do that medical procedure and we're also going to give you a bunch of incorrect information about why you shouldn't go anywhere else to do it either. Now, would you consider that normal or rational or okay? No? Well, then why is it normal for crisis pregnancy centers? Also, while people are waiting for their appointment with these CPCs, the clock is ticking for them to get the healthcare they need in a lot of states. Because now if they wait too long, thinking that they'll be getting an abortion at a CPC center, they could miss their opportunity to have their choice and it's just going to be ripped away from them. CPCs are also very much aware of this. But to many, these requirements of telling their clients the truth is seen as an attack. In a report completed by the Family Research Council, you know, those lovely folks that conduct false information research and lobby the government against LGBTQ rights and protections, They claim that pro-choice advocates have conducted malevolent political attacks on CPCs. And what exactly are these attacks you might ask? Well, requiring CPCs to place signs in their waiting room that they do not perform or refer for abortion. This apparently hinders their ability to conduct their life-saving work and they consider it to be the real war on women and babies. Maybe I'm alone with this, But there is something in me that feels like if you have to lie to people to conduct your supposed life-saving work and you know, not lying prevents you from doing that, then you might be the one in the wrong. But I don't know, maybe that's just me. But despite these supposed attacks on crisis pregnancy centers throughout the years, they have unfortunately continued to grow and perhaps unsurprisingly, so has their funding. As I talked about earlier, CPCs do offer some support to their clients, including ultrasounds, resources with a price, of course, and STD testing. These same services and more are also offered at Planned Parenthood, which unlike CPCs have trained medical professionals who give accurate and informative care to folks. However, while Planned Parenthood has been defunded in the United States over the past decade, crisis pregnancy centers have instead been given over $60 million in federal funding. And unfortunately, this money is coming directly out of our taxpayer pockets. So don't support these organizations. Well, I hate to tell you, but we're all actually paying for them. It's not only federal funding that goes towards them as many states fund them as well. For those that live in Pennsylvania, their state TANF funding or temporary assistance for needy families has been sneakingly redirecting funds to CPCs. Originally, this money is meant to go towards helping low-income families pay for rent and food. Pennsylvania isn't the only state that does this either. According to Equity Forward, multiple states have used this vital money to actually fund CPCs. Beyond that, Pennsylvania is also one of the few but growing states that directly funds them. That means that taxpayers are indirectly paying for CPCs in both their federal and state taxes. Isn't that just incredibly nice to know? What happens when states fund these facilities? Well, as it turns out, sometimes those funds are also used inappropriately. That's not super shocking considering there's barely any government oversight. When you think of funding for health services, most of us hope that it would go towards actual health services. You know, the resources, healthcare, paying employees, things of that nature. As it turns out, that wasn't happening in Pennsylvania. 
Instead of the money being used to hire reputable medical practitioners, update the store-bought pregnancy tests and pay for ultrasounds, part of the grant was invested in advertising and advocating for crisis pregnancy centers out of state by the umbrella company, Real Alternatives. Still, a Washington Watchdog Association has proceeded with complaints against Real Alternatives because according to them, the organization didn't just misappropriate funds in Pennsylvania. They've done it multiple times in multiple states. As countless people continue to speak out against them, state and federal funding has only grown with little to no accountability. Tennessee budgeted $3 million to develop call centers specifically focused on directing people to pregnancy centers. Texas has dedicated a record of $100 million in state tax dollars, according to AP News. The funding has grown so much and so quickly that it has left many activists and politicians alike in near shock. Texas State Representative Deborah Howard told AP News, the exponential increase in funding is unparalleled. It's certainly not something we've seen for other programs that are in the category for women's health. Now, it's important to remember that all of this was happening while Roe v. Wade was actually still in effect. Now, since the landmark 50-year-old decision was overruled by the Supreme Court on June 24th, 2022, activists have sprung into action to warn people of what the new purpose of crisis pregnancy centers could be, and that's surveillance. And before we jump into what these crisis pregnancy centers can turn into, I'm just gonna take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors because there was literally no other place to put them in the episode. ShipStation sets you up for growth by directly integrating every shopping cart and storefront. So your products are easier to find, easier to manage, and easier to get into the hands of happy customers. Don't wait until you're drowning in orders to find the right shipping solution. Upgrade to ShipStation today. We are getting ready to enter Q4, which as most people know that either work in retail or perhaps maybe you own a small shop on Etsy or something like that, you know that Q4, the holiday season, is one of the busiest times of the year. And a lot of people like to spend a lot of money on gifts and holiday cheer. And that means a lot more people are buying things, which means there's a lot more shipping to handle. So allow ShipStation to step in and help organize and make things easier to happen. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, you name it, they've got it. They make it easy to manage all your shipping from one simple dashboard. Now, I obviously use for my merch shop and for the candle company, I use Shopify. And when I tell you it's a breeze, I mean it. It is so easy when you go to prepare a package for shipping to compare which carrier, which rate, and what kind of delivery time you want for every single item you ship. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for one year become customers for life. So go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with promo code CASKET for a free 60-day trial. Start today and get set up and set up right before the biggest shipping season of the year. And again, I said that's two months for free. When you visit ShipStation.com, click the little microphone at the top of the page and type in code CASKET. You can thank me later. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh because after a long day of shipping out packages and you know doing a bunch of work, you know what I'd like to do? Make dinner, but make it fresh, delicious, and easy. And HelloFresh is here to help your hectic fall weeknights a little bit easier and a lot more tasty. They have quick and easy meals, including easy 20 minute meals, low prep, and easy cleanup solutions. And it takes the stress out of mealtime with time-saving, no fuss recipes that are ready in a snap. When you're searching for those items, it's really easy because they usually pretty clearly label them with one pot, one pan, one whatever. And it just tells you that you cut up all your ingredients, prep them and dump them into that pan, that pot, that whatever, shove it in the oven, put it on the stovetop, and voila, food is ready. 
And you can easily customize with Hello Custom by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading choice options, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. And it's never been easier to eat your way. So if you're ready to start cooking delicious meals, make sure you go to hellofresh.com casket65 and use code casket65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's hellofresh.com casket65 and use code casket65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Good morning, we're coming on the air with breaking news from the Supreme Court at this hour. The justices handing down the highly anticipated ruling on abortion and the fate of the landmark Roe versus Wade decision. This is a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito. While more than half of the country mourned the decision that led to Roe v. Wade being overturned, people at crisis pregnancy centers relished the opportunity to potentially lure more people into their entirely unhelpful layer of misinformation. We are bursting at the seams, they said, and it may be for more reasons than one. You see, not only are they going to receive even more funding after Roe fell, but they're also are going to become the watchful eyes and ears of the government, trapping people searching for abortion and selling their information to the highest bidder. Thanks to HIPAA laws, though I know some people have been questioning the efficacy of HIPAA laws following the fall of Roe, the information that you give to doctors usually stays safely tucked away, confidential from the rest of the world. It's considered a basic requirement, a basic human right. But for crisis pregnancy centers, privacy isn't actually a requirement. There's actually nothing stopping them from releasing information from their clients to, let's say, I don't know, law enforcement or anti-abortion advocates. The problem here is that they aren't technically medical facilities, despite the fact that they claim to be. And because of that, they're under no obligation to keep private information to themselves. So everyday people come in and give their information, just like our friend Morgan Trube from earlier, and they're signed up for emails or have their information shipped off to a massive database. While this was already concerning in a Roe v. Wade protected United States, the use of this could be even worse in a post-Roe America. The Alliance has reported that CPCs have been collecting massive amounts of client data, including detailed sexual and reproductive histories through in-person counseling, centralized online chat platforms, and smartphone apps. Have you ever used one of those ovulation apps or menstrual cycle tracking apps? Yep, well, you bet it. They have been reportedly collecting data from those platforms. But hey, it gets worse because states have also begun to pass bills called the Every Mother Matters Act or EMMA. And the name sounds great at first, then you read what it is and then you realize it's not so great anymore. And that's because EMMA requires that pregnant people seeking abortion care consult with a CPC or anti-abortion care agent. In Texas, which recently introduced the bill, the people who go to CPCs are given a unique identifying number, which is then placed on their medical record and then placed in one giant database, which is monitored by the state. And you heard that right. Medical information monitored by the state. The Alliance says, it is reasonable to predict such information will be used to support pregnancy and abortion related prosecutions after Roe. I seriously do not understand how this is not illegal. It definitely feels like a basic violation of human rights and is incredibly dangerous to do so. It's also a horrible precedent to set. There is a reason medical information is sealed and protected. If we just let anyone tell anyone about medical histories, that brings up so many privacy concerns and issues. This is a super troubling thought, especially considering that some people have already been prosecuted by the states after suffering a miscarriage. Medical information isn't just shared with the state either. It's shared with the broader anti-abortion movement. They aren't even quiet about it as Heartbeat International repeatedly boasts that they use CPCs to gather information on the people seeking abortions and share it far and wide. 
I really wish I could say that this episode is just a long tale of some dystopian novel, but unfortunately it's not. Since Roe v. Wade has now officially been overturned by the Supreme Court, we're gonna just have to wait and see for what's next for crisis pregnancy centers. And terrifyingly, it's not looking very good for us, but it looks great for them. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm currently ending today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I nearly guarantee that we will have to follow up on this at some point in the future because with Roe v. Wade being overturned, like the gears are just starting to turn. I do believe in my opinion and my hypothetical, you know, vision of the future here is that things are gonna get real nasty, especially in every single state that either is passing heartbeat bills or, or any of that kind of crap. I have a feeling that those states and those folks in those states are in deep, deep trouble. And I have a feeling that these crisis pregnancy centers are only the tip of a very, very nasty iceberg. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm ending today's episode. I do hope that you learned something new today. And if you did, I'm glad number one, but number two, please like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal. I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode because this one and all of its information, all the research behind it was a bit of a toughie to get through. And it does make me quite fearful for what's to come. So be safe out there, everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.